Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's call it what it is. It's the Mr. Hockey Show. <laughs> I mean, I'm just along for the ride at this point. The listeners have tuned in at 10 a.m. because they want to hear from Mr. Hockey. There's yeah. a game five tonight, and they want to know what's doing. Now, we have Joey Vitale coming up. Yeah. And sure, he'll call with Balloon Party producer Chris Kerber. But... What's going to happen tonight in St. Paul, Minnesota? Mr. Hockey will give you his perspective. And then also Joey Vitale. But, I mean, what does it matter what he has to say? He only played in the league and is an analyst. Right, and that's small potatoes compared to what I have in my repertoire when it comes to hockey knowledge. Right. Now, yesterday at the tail end of the presentation, Balloon Party producer and voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, sent us a clip to use for the segment he created. So what did your grandma think? Right. And I said, uh, now you had already pulled this audio, had you not? Yeah. Well, I knew, I, I, pulled, I knew what you were referring to. I didn't have it necessarily pulled, but I knew where it was. Okay. So overnight, because I go to bed super early, because we get up super early. Right. To entertain the millions and millions on HD2. That was nice. Thank you. Dwayne Johnson. Uh, that uh, I woke up and, like, and I sent like a like emoji to uh, Kerber, which is so masculine. He's like, man, he, he should have played in the league when he saw that at like 4.30. And in my mind, I'm thinking, God, I hope he has his Do Not Disturb on. Because I just operate on the premise that everybody has Do Not Disturb on. Oh, yeah. I guess you and I in broadcasting, we always have our sound on our phones off. Yes, and I have so, Do Not Disturb when right, I go to bed. Right. That's so. part of the whole ritual, that and cutting up a lot of pills. Exactly. And so uh, I was thinking that, and then I thought I sent the audio to you, but maybe I didn't. Mm-mm. But I said in a commercial break... Hey, Kerber sent this over. So what your grandma think? And you said, I already know what you're talking about. Look at Jackson. Yeah, I know. Monitoring Patty Maroon and the Leafs and the Lightning. Series tied at two. Right, and that's so the time. So then when we set up the audio yesterday, sure. what did you say to our loyal audience? Well, I was very honest in media. That I was. said, I don't know who the coach is. I don't know who he coaches. I know he coaches in the national hockey league right so we had narrowed it down right but i had no clue i mean i don't i'm actually 100 percent positive i could not name another hockey coach outside of craig Berube. and is that because barry trotz was terminated yesterday by the aisle yeah once trotz left once trotzy left i mean who else who else is there i don't know you you always have been a big uh pete DeBoer guy i remember uh i've, I've soured on DeBoer recently is that right yeah he's always a delight when the blues are playing them in the playoffs all right so Jackson then takes, I mean, it was, you know, in a sense, it's a shame that the show is coming to an end <laughs> because the anger in the Air Comfort Service text yeah. line was perhaps in the four-month storied history of Balloon Party, also known as 
Lil Tex and Hot Love, uh-huh. it may have been as angry as I'll get out because you didn't know that was Sheldon Keefe. Right, and the uh, egg on my face. But I, I, it, it rivaled when I couldn't name any of those guys on the list of the hockey players. Where I, I oh, say? and you started pronouncing? Yeah, yeah. Who that said, was that a Kerber production as well? Was that no, Mike Ryder? Ryder, Mike Ryder. Ryder that was an inside hamstrung job. Hamstrung me. That was an inside job. No, no, he's raising his eyebrows. <laughs> that was an inside job. So, Jackson, then yesterday afternoon, he's responsible for the TMASTL videos that go out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had a nice one yesterday. And then I saw that you have now changed your name on Twitter to Mr. Hockey. Yeah, I'm trying to get into the, the spirit. You know, I, I know Puck. Uh, there was Gordy Howe, and now there's you. Right, and I think we have similar, not only physical statures, but accolades. Right. So, you know, I I do three hours on HD2 and then come down here and try not to break anything for an hour. And I think that makes me important enough to be deemed Mr. Hockey. So you are now Mr. Hockey on the station that carries the St. Louis Blues. In a, I mean, they got a... Game five, right here on these very areas tonight. Pre-game starting at seven thirty. Puck drop at eight forty-seven thirty-one. Yeah, I went up to the guys. Yeah. On the, I went up to the guys in the fast lane yesterday. Kind of, you know, sat Jamie and Brad and Anthony down and said, you know, if you guys need a hockey guest, if you guys like are in a pinch and you need someone to break it down, I'm always available. So just, you know, you got my number. I have just been handed this. From Mike Ryder, he who committed the inside job on right, you right. by challenging you to pronounce Steve Eiserman's name. Right, which really got me. <laughs> uh, and he has sent out a tweet from the 101 ESPN account that says, Join Mr. Hockey. Oh, yeah, DraftKings Sportsbook. Casino Jack, that's right. You are making an appearance tonight, and right. the 101 ESPN account has tweeted it out. What do you got going to tell the listeners? I mean, they can watch the game with you. Right. I mean, Even you, though out of the corner of your eye, you'll be watching. Suns, Mavs. Um, no, I'll be watching the Blues game. Let's let's get things straight because I'm going to be out there at DraftKings Sportsbook at Casino Queen from 8 to 10, just hanging out, having some cocktails with the listeners, <laughs> wagering on the game, wagering on the Blues, uh, You know, enjoying the 60-plus foot video wall, 28 LED TVs, a ton of betting kiosks, food, drinks, it's going to be a ton of fun, so head out to DraftKings Sportsbook at Casino Queen and come hang out with me and watch the Blues game. I, I think it would be silly not to. I am, of course, Mr. Hockey. Flip that off. Uh, and, and i got to tell you, the gift that Ryder used for the 101 ESPN tweet, it does kind of look like you, maybe like at age 15, so, you know, nine years ago. But uh, nonetheless, it kind of looks like you. The GIF? Yeah. We just shot that GIF in the hallway. Oh, that is you? Yeah. That's you wearing the... <laughs> yeah. That's you wearing the 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 red jersey of right, the blues. Right, which I'm problematic. like, oh, how's that playing? Uh, I, I just looked at it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, boy, nice job, Ryder. They got a guy who looked like Jackson. Oh, there it is. It's Tory Krug jersey. Yeah, no, I in the in the eight o'clock to nine o'clock hour break on TMA, I went down here and shot well, this those was, This is what it's like to work at a station where there's actually like preparation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was like, can we just do this like yeah. five minutes yeah, before I go out there? Like, yeah, five minutes before. That's preparation. <laughs> so Mr. Hockey, oh my God, I didn't realize that was, I'm just like, wow, they found a kid who kind of looked like Jackson. Well no, done. That's that's the extent of my gift searches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we shot, Ryder and I shot that gift 
We did a couple different angles. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, check it out oh, on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. All right, so Jackson will be uh, entertaining you this evening. Watch party tonight. Uh, will you stay until the uh, end of the game? Playing it by ear. Yeah, that's a no. If no, anybody's playing, looking for owning souls today, that is a no. That's how you pick it up by the ear. read. If it's a great game, I'm not going to Because if leave. it's a yes, then the answer is yes. But, but there's there might be a situation where it There's a lot of stuttering if you're picking up reads right now. There would be situations where I wouldn't stay for the whole thing. Like if the Blues are up 4 nothing and it's 10 o'clock. You don't want to celebrate with the patrons who have come out to <laughs> celebrate the festivities with you as you watch the Suns game? <laughs> that's not the reason. The reason would just be because I have to wake up. 4.30 tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's a paid appearance. I'll, I'll let the people there handle it. I'll let, that's not my business. There, I'd say it's over 75% chance that I stay until the completion of the game. I am shipping the under. I mean, I am shipped. I just need I need a trusted source, though. I guess I'll just get the security cam footage from the casino. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch do... you walk out at 8.15. So, well, I'll slip out. The, I'll put a mat, like a doll like I'm in Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there. Right. And I'll, and I'll make sure. Ass doll. I'll make sure the eyes are. <laughs> right in front of the Suns game. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'll point the eyes of the Suns game so people believe it. Oh, my goodness. All right. We'll come out and watch. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine if some of these people who, I mean, they want a piece of you, too. I know. Well, sir. <laughs> some of these Sheldon Keefe fans come out to the game tonight to watch you and watch the Blues. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And and as Mr. Hockey, Gordy Howe himself. And you're going to point some things out that Baruby's doing, too. Right, right. I'm going to break some things down, show them, you know, guy getting the hard areas, pinch in, et cetera. Nice. Right. <laughs> um, Absolutely. No, you didn't need to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if if things get out of line, like Gordy Howe himself, I'll I'll scrap. Well, it's a uh, it's a big one tonight, and Jackson will be uh, having this watch party this evening. So come on out. The water is warm, and for Game Six, we now know it is an eight thirty start on Thursday, and one hundred and one will be live this Thursday with BK and Ferrario from eleven a.m. to two p.m. in the fast lane from two p.m. to six p.m. from Enterprise Center as we gear up for Game Six. If you've got tickets and you're headed to Enterprise for Game Six this Thursday, make sure to get there early to enjoy the Bud Light Happy Hour pregame party in the Anheuser Busch Beer Garden, beginning two hours prior to puck drop. Enjoy live music, food, and drink specials, and stop by the one hundred and one ESPN table to get registered to win a signed Blues jersey. We know there's a game six. We now know the puck will drop in the eight o'clock hour. That is for sure. And I'll tell you this, just as things, although it is on a Saturday, man, what if the NHL has four game sevens on Saturday? It could happen. That'd be insane. What percentage would you give that? 25%. That actually is, I think, the proper math. Yeah. I think that's the proper math. It's either 25% or 12.5%. If you're just going straight math, right. like on the, but uh, certainly that's not necessarily the odds. Uh, wild, minus 145 tonight for mm. the record, if any of you are feeling wagering frisky wise. Blues and Wild tonight. We'll talk it over with Blues broadcaster Joey Vitale. I might ask a question, but this is essentially be Mr. Hockey and guy who played in the league and will be in the booth with Kerber tonight right. talking it over. And I'll just be learning. I'll be listening and learning. Yeah. John yeah. Mazelak says, I'm Excellent. just listening and learning. <laughs> uh, that's coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for a Blues Playoff Report. Brought to you by Engineered Design Facilities. 
the number one commercial fire alarm service provider in St. Louis. Welcome back. It's the Mr. Hockey Show. My name is Tim McKernan. I'm just setting them up. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> and it is our pleasure to welcome to 101 ESPN's award-winning balloon party, the great Joey Vitale. Joe, good morning. Tim, dude, that was a great entrance. That was a great entrance. I feel like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin right there where he used to smash the beers with the glass break and everyone at the Enterprise Center lost their marbles and Stone Cold team running down the runway. That was great. Thanks, man. How are you doing today? Good, man. It's great to talk. I haven't talked to you since we uh, did the podcast a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was worried like something happened. Maybe uh, the viewership was down. You well, I mean, that's like not to say that it wasn't, but it's just, yeah, they, 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 they let me come in here and kind of soil the water for an hour and then they get me out. Okay. All right. Well, as long as the, as long, yeah, all, all good. No, everything's good here, man. Everything's good. It's been a long time, but uh, it's always great to chat with you. I always uh, ask how you're doing. Matt Poling, former uh, great Matt Poling, great, great buddy. Yeah, exactly. College roommate lives down the street from me. We always we're always we're chatting. We're always asking how you're doing, and uh, sounds like things are going well. Things are good, man. Things are great. We are uh, fired up here, as I think everybody in St. Louis is. A lot of anticipation for. The festivities tonight. Before we before we turn the page to uh, what we can expect tonight, I wanted to get your perspective on what we saw on Sunday. I was honest with the listeners, even though uh, it wasn't necessarily something that played real well yesterday. Candidly, I expected the Blues to lose on Sunday, not because I didn't think high of the team. I just thought with the injuries they were dealing with, it was going to be way too much to overcome. And to their credit, so many things occurred on Sunday that really had to stun the Minnesota Wild with how well they played and a variety of guys stepping up, whether it be the, the minutes logged by Pareko and Falk, the way Cairo played, Jordan Bennington, his performance, the way they were able to shut down the grief line, so many things. What stands out to you from Sunday and the Blues getting game four? Yeah, you know, I tell you what, Tim, a lot of things really jump off the page. You know, I, I think that there were so many individuals that just pulled that rope a little bit tighter. You know what I mean? I, I look at that game, you know, going into it, you're looking at the bodies down. You're looking at Jordan Bennington's first start. You're looking at Tory Krug not being present. So we lost Marco Scandella right away. There's yeah. no like, no So I mean, it just kind of kept mounting. Braden Shen, you know, he, he, he's dealing with an injury, and this is one of the heart and soul guys for this team. So there's certainly a lot of reason to doubt this team, so I actually don't blame you one bit. In my mind, I was thinking this is going to be a tough one to pull out. But what this team has, has done so well, I think, over the last, you know, especially four, four years since I've covered them, uh, and a lot of teams struggle with this, but but they do it very well, is when someone's down or they're missing two or three or four bodies, uh, the old adage in hockey or any sports is everyone's just got to grab that road a little bit tighter. You know, when you lose a Tory crew, you're never going to have a player come in and replace Tory crew. Scott Prudovich, you know, all due respect to him, one day maybe, but not right now. It's just not going to happen. So uh, what does Craig Berube and this team need? Well, if you can't have someone to kind of slot in and replace that guy, um, let's say you're missing, you know, a big chunk. Everyone's got to pull just a little bit more of that chunk. And if everyone pulls a little bit harder in their area, then you can kind of, you know, compensate for what's missing. So I think that that is something that, that spawns from the head coach, um, his leadership style, uh, moves on certainly to um, the leader of this team and, and the, the throbbing heartbeat of this team, which is Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's just there's just not a there's not a captain. There's not a player in the league that does what he does. Um, last game, I know it was one of his best of his in the Blues uniform, uh, but it truly was um, what he does away from the puck, what he does with the puck, his leadership style, the way he rallies his team. There was, there was a timeout in Arizona a few weeks ago 
Uh, the Coyotes, we were up 4-1. The Blues end up squandering that lead. The Coyotes tie it. It was a timeout in the third period. I'm looking down the bench. Craig Ruby calls a timeout, and he's just leaning against the glass. like he has, He's not even talking to the players. And it was Ryan O'Reilly who was kind of up, going up and down the bench talking. I asked Craig Ruby what happened. He said, man, it's, it's his team. Like, it's his team. This is their guy's team. This isn't my thing anymore. Like, and so Craig Berube, it looked like he didn't care, but actually it's, it's the opposite. This is what the best leaders do. They know how to divvy up responsibility and, and the leadership to other guys. He's so good about giving responsibility to the assistants. And he's so really good about giving this captain the responsibility. This is your group. This is your team. Go out there and show it. And, and there's not a better leader in the game. Maybe Sidney Crosby a little bit, I would say. But aside from those two guys, there's just – there's not like leaders in this game, like right where, where it is. So to answer your question, great leadership, guys all pulling the rope in the same direction. Yeah, man, uh, O'Reilly on full display on Sunday afternoon. So turning the page to this game five, critical, we were given the statistic yesterday, 79.8% of the time, the team which wins a series tying uh, 2-2, game five, winds up winning the series. The Blues actually lost game five, 2-2 to the Stars in 2019 and wound up winning the series, but it is not a common occurrence. So there is a great deal of importance on this. From the Minnesota side, do you anticipate any potential changes you think Talbot could be in there tonight anything you're hearing up there in St. Paul you know I don't I don't think so I think the Dean Evanson is so feels so good about Marc-Andre Fleury I mean look looked at some of the goals that we saw last game I, I still think it's Fleury's net you know I, I had the pleasure of playing with him for, for five years there in Pittsburgh and this kid's just a competitor I mean he just cares so much um, uh, everyone just rallies behind him so I, I do think it's still going to be Fleury uh, Dean Evanson said after the game there was possibly be a couple personnel changes just to kind of give a little bit more giddy up to the team. I, I really can't see much much difference though. You know, what I mean, you can see Kulikov sliding in there as a defenseman. By that, I actually think Goligoski's done a pretty good job for them. You know, I, I just think that Minnesota is just going to come back with a response, not necessarily with the different personnel, but with just a different mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they maybe took the Blues for advantage, a little bit too much of an advantage of them last game with all their injuries. And now they know that, you know, it's the National Hockey League. I don't care who you have in or out. You know, you don't put on the work boots. You don't work. and You don't you don't get to the net this time of the year. You're going to lose hockey games. And that kind of uh, stunned them, I think, last last game, obviously, in St. Louis on Mother's Day. So I think this, this, this game here tonight is going to be relatively the same group, but there's going to be a, a much more um, urgent Minnesota Wild team. I thought Ryan O'Reilly's group did a great job shutting down that big Erickson line, which has been so good through the first three games. Uh, they're basically invisible to me in that game four so I think that they're going to have some more giddy up uh, keep an eye on Fiala he's a player that hasn't scored in this series just yet um, I think the pressure's starting to mount for him yeah a lot of penalty um, minutes too a lot of 14 penalty minutes are lacking some depth scoring he's kind of a spaz as it is you know what I mean he, he's kind of a <laughs> he's not a very content he's not a very content kid he kind of loses his cool quite a bit so uh, but he he's reeling a little bit so he, he's one of those guys that you got to kind of keep an eye on you can't forget that he's there you know he's like a He's like a truffle, like in the Sicilian mountains. You know, he's there somewhere. They're out there somewhere. You just need the right pig to kind of dig him up. What an analogy. I love it. (laughs) Now, the Wild would be making changes out of choice. The Blues changes would be based on injury and health. Uh, Letty and Bortuzzo both skated yesterday, but they also skated on Saturday and didn't play on Sunday. What do you think we're going to wind up seeing? We know there'll be no Scandella. I know there'll be no Krug. Uh, but we, I guess, won't have a better idea. Blues will take the ice here, what, right now or shortly, I would imagine, uh, for the festivities. Uh, what are you thinking on this situation with the health of the Blues going into Game 5? 
Yeah, you know, I think the forwards to me, the forwards to me are going to be are, are, are pretty much set. I think they they're happy with where they're at right there. Uh, I actually think maybe if you can get a couple defensemen back, maybe they go back with the traditional twelve six. Yeah. You know, I think that that seven defenseman thing last game was because Scandella they knew he was so banged up, and sure enough, it worked out well because they lost him in that first period. So I think they're going to go back to 6D here tonight, and I say that because I think Bortuzzo and Nick Letty are probably going to play this game. I, I'm, I'm almost positive about Robert Bortuzzo. Uh, I just know the kid. I saw him yesterday. I didn't ask him, but I just I picking up his energy. He's such a tough, tough kid, and I know he wants to be out there. He, he's a competitor. He's a winner. He wants to be on that ice. Uh, Nick Letty, maybe not as sure about, but I also know uh, as they've progressed, as they've skated, they, they've seeked a special um, doctor to come into St. Louis to kind of do some work on them. I think they're both having success with that. So I think that if anything, they're going to go out and try it. You know, if Letty's kind of one of more of a question mark, maybe they do go back with that seven yeah. just in case something should get shaken up a little bit. You know what I mean? But but aside from that, no, I think that I think that those guys are hopefully going to be back in the lineup here tonight. But but I will say one thing: whether they're in or out, I still think we learned a lot about that game from Sunday in regards to Justin Falk and Colton Pareko. Um, you know, I don't think Mike Van Ryan's back was ever against the wall like he was in, in his whole coaching career, like he was for that Sunday game on Mother's Day with the fact that he just lacked so many soldiers and he just didn't know kind of what to do. And I think he was pushed up so far to the corner where he's like, well, I need to find out how, how, how big my horses are. I need to find out the endurance of my horses. You know, it reminds me of you ever see that movie Gladiator when he's like, oh, yeah. um, remember when he, he gets cap- captured and then he gets free and he's riding those two horse, those two stallions through the desert to try to get back to his wife before his wife and his kid get, you know, assassinated or whatever. But then, you know what I mean? But then the one horse just drops dead, you know, and then the other one drops dead. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta test the stallions, man. You just gotta, you just gotta ride those horses until they're going to drop. And I think that to me, those gladiator horses were like Justin Falk and Colton Pareko. But well, what did we learn? We learned that they can play half the game. We learned that they can go the distance and they can get out there every other shift. And this isn't the first time, guys. I mean, you guys remember the Blackhawks? It was Seabrook and Keith. Those guys played like the entire game with with Jomerson, whoever. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was just it was amazing. It was a four man rotation. So whether whether Bortz is in or Letty's in or not, I'm not really sure. But I, I will say one thing: I know that Falk and, and Colton Frakel, they got the they got the steam, they got the endurance to go the distance. So that that is a comforting thing if you're a St. Louis Blues fan. That's I mean, it takes me back to the early 2000s, and you had Pronger and McKinnis logging just yeah. ridiculous minutes. I'm curious what you think. And listen, I mean, obviously, I'm not taking it for granted uh, that the Blues will beat the Wild by any means. That's not where I'm coming from. But just from the perspective of obviously the defense is thin, no matter what, should the Blues get past the Wild, is this kind of model with Pareko and Falk logging these kinds of minutes? and maybe it's not, you know, 30-plus per guy, but still big-time minutes. Is that something sustainable if the Blues do get to face the Avalanche, or is there going to have to be an adjustment there? Are they just going to be too ground down by then? Yeah. No, I was going to say it's a really good point. I don't think they're looking that far ahead. I think they're just saying if we can get through this this game, this round, and then we're going to reestablish things from there. You know, who knows what Tory Krug, uh, how long he's going to be out. So much can change in five or six days. You guys, we, we all know that in a playoff series. So to me, that's that's something they're kind of in the now. Right now, this is the most important game of the season. And if they got to ride those horses till then, then then they absolutely will. You know, I think that from to that point about you know playing those guys over and over and over, it's easier it's easier to play with the lead. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You know, you don't you're not taking chances, right? You're not jumping up in the rush. Justin Falk, he can just play basically the red line to his zone. You know, get in the blue line a little bit. You don't need a pinch. You don't need to take a rush chance. Uh, so it's much easier for those two guys to play with the lead. It's much more passive. You don't need to take those chances, okay? And what's interesting about this, this series 
and, and we're starting to see trends. You know, after about game three and, and then certainly game four, you start to see trends in the series. The team that has scored first has won every single game. Yep. And the other thing more even crazy about this is, guys, I don't know if you can see this or not, but there hasn't been an overtake of the lead at all this entire series. So the team that scores first, uh, the team with the lead, the other team has never come back and recaptured the lead. Huh. I think the only time I think the only time the team that's been behind has tied was in the game on Sunday where we scored the opener with Jordan Cairo and then Kaprizov tied at one to one. But yep. then remember the Blues came off and ran with it from there. So yep. what that tells me is that this, this series is trending with the team that scores first has the most success and the team that has the lead. Uh, is really good at defending the lead. Both teams are good at that. Minnesota's really good at it, and St. Louis is really good at it. So I know it's the old cliche in hockey. you got to have a good start. you got to score first. But to me right now, with how the series looks, it is as important as ever to get on the board first, to get on early, because as both teams um, share one thing in common, they're both very good at defending with the lead. So, Joey, so much attention then turns on to the netminders. We talked about Flurry. You anticipate him being back in there tonight for Minnesota. And then Jordan Binnington, uh, expectation, of course, that he will be back in there after the way he played on Sunday. Now, the way he played on Sunday isn't jaw-dropping just because he was finishing the season on a heater, a season that certainly had its ups and downs. What did you see from Binnington on Sunday that made him so successful? And also, if you want to incorporate the way that he finished off the season on a high as well. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, what you just said. You know, this wasn't like you're throwing in – this wasn't like you're throwing in like a Louis Domingue, like Pittsburgh has to do with their third-string goalie right now. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a cool story in itself. Yeah. But, you know, he was in the minors just a few weeks ago, and now he's, he's basically starting every game for Pittsburgh. This was your backup goalie, um, to your point, about how good he was playing down the stretch. So he was already very confident. This wasn't, you know, something that should, should blow a lot of fans uh, away. This was something that, you know, he had a lot of success at the end of the year. But, guys, he's had a lot of success against the Minnesota Wild. You know, I mean, both him and Billy Huso have done very well against this Minnesota Wild team. I think this was constantly in Craig Burby's back pocket. Not so much when or if Billy slides a little bit. It was more about when or if the series needs a little momentum shake. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I say this a lot, and, and it's very um, – it's hard to explain to people, but when you have a starting goaltender that is so good, you know, you as a player in front of them, you will take more chances. You you will give up things. You will um, – test test the market at times going up on the ice and maybe losing a man because it's like subconsciously as a player you you know you have such a great goalie yeah. back to it's probably going to bail you out now when something like that changes we see this all the time when a backup comes in and all of a sudden the, the team just plays incredible in front of them that's what craig burby wanted to get to he wanted a, a tighter defensively team he wanted a five-man defending group where they sometimes you know if you throw in a backup or a guy who hasn't played in a while Something about the subconscious of players really just kind of flips on where they're like, we got to defend, we got to defend like dogs right now because we got a guy in that net that we want to win for and he wants to win. He's a competitor, but we got to do it together. We got to solidify this thing. We got to keep everything to the outside. And that's what I think Craig Brewer was going for. Again, this isn't, this wasn't that Billy Huso looked bad in the series. It was just that I think that he wanted his team to defend better in front of him. And sometimes, it's just a matter of that shakeup. And the other thing I'll say about Jordan Biddington, uh, why it shouldn't surprise a lot of people, I think he's at his best when he's got a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's had that chip here for a little while. I think started probably after Christmas, and it was his own fault. He knows that. He's responsible. He's an adult. His play did not show that he should be the starter. But at the same time, it's hard for him to watch those first three games and how they evolved and for him just to be on that bench, right? He's under yeah. under the under contract for a long time in St. Louis. He won that. Again, he's one of the ultimate, ultimate competitors on this team as well. And I think that he had that kind of chip on his shoulder that he had something to prove. And whenever he has something to prove, he's shown it throughout his whole career. 
he's come up very big. Yeah, man, there's the truth to that. You can think of a number of games in that run in 2019, and then he immediately bounced back. That was one of the great stats, that 2019 run. Joey Vitale on the call tonight with Chris Kerber right here on 101 ESPN Blues and Wild. Pre-game starts at 7.30 p.m. Joey, enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Don't be a stranger, man. I was just going to say, man, give me a call any time. It doesn't need to be three years before we talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, I know. I think Jackson really wants to focus on the NBA on this show, so I had to force this on, uh, and that's, that's how I got it through. Well, hopefully I made a good impression for Jackson. He gives me a call more often. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, Joey. Thanks, Joey. All right, Tim. Hey, you got it. Have a good day, guys. Take it easy, nice, man. Sir. There is Joey Vitale with us here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Was that was that interview approved by you? Did you did you dissent from any of his opinions? And would you like to counter right now? Would you like to present your case? Mr. Hockey approved. Oh, you approved it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Mr. Hockey approved segment. I would like to, uh, God, I'm so, I know I'm late for a break, but I do have to get this in. So I'm just going to say it. From both a micro, you know, I'm micro and I'm macro. We Mm. have microeconomics, we have macroeconomics. From both of them, Mm -hmm. both of them. Denzel Washington, he got game, 1998. Good? Good. Thank you. Uh, In the case of the Blues, if Jordan Bennington goes on a heater here in this postseason, it solves a couple of problems. Because the Blues went into the postseason, and nobody's talking about it because you're like, okay, Blues and Wild, let's see what can happen. And then if they get past them, they go against this Avalanche team. This is exciting. But if you're going, okay, well, Huso's the guy, and he's the reason why they got there, what are you going to do with goaltending in the offseason? And then in 2022, 2023, they had a whole situation. Bennington playing well, both on Sunday and ideally for a long run, uh, can solve that problem for 2022 and beyond. So this game uh, has greater significance than just tonight, I believe, for the St. Louis Blues. Your thoughts are welcome. 65780, Air Comfort Service. Text line, we have talked nothing but hockey for the first 33 minutes of the show. I thought there was an incredibly interesting article on what is the hottest topic when it comes to the Cardinals in the post-dispatch. And I want to go through that because it involves Paul DeYoung and some of the numbers on him. Plus, we have big sports media news this Mm -hmm. morning. We'll have that for you coming up as well. You are listening to Mr. Hockey and Hot Love Hot Love on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, we need I, I might I might send a text to PK and Ferrario. I think we need to go along today because <laughs> I, I could spend 45 minutes on what took place during that commercial break. A lot went on. <laughs> it was like the bottom of the ninth of game five of the 2014 NLCS. It got away from you. It's like Zach Johnson at Shinnecock in 2018. They lost the golf course. If I had to grade myself on that one, I'd honestly give myself a B minus. And I'm usually my hardest wow. critic. Wow. Yeah. Well. You know, some things see how got. They a, hand out grades at Horton Watkins. Some things got away from us, but I think overall, it was just I mean, rock it was solid. A fir- no, first off, it's a promo for your own appearance. Yeah. Yeah. An appearance that is not necessarily being met with enthusiasm from some of our texters. I think a lot of texters are excited about it. Right. But I see some. Are, are calling you Benedict Arnold, candidly. Oh, are they? Yeah. But but in your own promo, it sounded like you you, you had some kind of medical ailment occur while uh, the mic was open. I kind of had to sneeze the whole time. <laughs> You're blaming it on a sneeze. Well, that, I just think that shows oh, the talent boy. level to continue to do the ad read while having fighting a sneeze. I mean, they, they don't really teach you that. 
in journalism school, and I, of course, didn't go to journalism school, so that's how I know how to do it. Right, and I didn't graduate from it, although I did attend. And then your update, if I didn't, because I know the Blues are playing a playoff game. We just had the great Joey Vitale on, and we talked Mm -hmm. about it. He made Mm -hmm. wonderful analogies throughout the course of the the truffle analogy, and I know you actually paid attention when he brought up a movie, Gladiator, which I assume is good. good. So that was great. And we have so the Blues playing, the Cardinals are back after a day off. The old St. Louis Browns are in town for Browns fans to get to go to the ballpark tonight. Uh, that banty bunch of Orioles. But yet I could have sworn I heard you mention a signing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is earth shattering for a large portion of not only a country, the world. Uh, it's actually the, the front page of ESPN.com. Okay. Uh, Manchester City signed Erling Holland, a young superstar from Nor- uh, from Norway, playing for Borussia Dortmund. And then I don't know what happened, but something may have gone wrong that I didn't hear because I was so focused on the medical issue that I was debating whether or not we should we should call the the emergency room. But did you say that the Blues were playing somewhere other than Minnesota? Oh damn! Did I say St. Louis? Really? Yeah, that's my bad. Now I'm just starting to wonder if this is sabotage. I'm starting to wonder. I have 20-plus years in this market of incredible goodwill where the audience universally loves me. And I'm wondering if this is an inside job (laughs) and you are sabotaging me as I finally, I mean finally, get the opportunity to be on non-AM, non-HD2 radio. That's what I'm starting to wonder. I think this is an inside job, and now you're suspect. Yeah, I think that, well, I did make that, it was kind of a mess up, a flub. It's so... Well, there were three of them. I counted maybe one and a half, and... There's the fake sneeze issue. No, no, saying the Blues were playing in, like, Calgary tonight or something. (laughs) It's a neutral site. (laughs) Uh, And then there was the soccer update. Right, and that was, I mean, I don't think there's anything to say, but that was great work on my part. Um, What I will say is... You can look at like a one flub and be pessimistic, or you could be like, you know what, that was a really that was that was a good job. A couple mess ups, but no one's perfect. Jackson is worse at his job than Gary Bettman is, who, by the way, Mr. Hockey has no idea who he is. Thanks. That's from three one four. He's the commissioner of the uh, of the league. <laughs> that was pretty you know, take that. All right. I've got, I got, it's, t- it's already 1040. I'm probably late for a break and I haven't gotten no, you Mr. Got, Young thing. No, just, you know, this was great stuff. From, yeah, <laughs> this was great. This was great stuff from Derek Gould. I mean, I'm, I'm locked in this morning reading like the Dickens on tonight's blues game. And then I see this article and this is really good stuff. Major read recommendation here. And I will go into this because you can say you love, you hate, you think he should be playing. He shouldn't be playing. The Cardinals should have signed somebody, traded for somebody, shortstop, whatever. Here are the numbers. Barrel rate measures the numbers of balls in play by a hitter that have an exit velocity greater than 98 miles an hour in the launch angle that most often produces a hit, which is greater than a 500 average and often extra base hits. I know in that sentence I lost 98% of the audience. Not me. Except Jackson. But the point being, when somebody hits the ball well, DeYoung's has dropped from 10.6% last year to 5.7% this year. So approximately one out of 20 at-bats, he's barreling the ball. Right. There you go. That is my uh, Denzel Washington second time a Denzel reference here on the show today. This one from Philadelphia. Yeah, we should try to get at least three or four in a day. Yeah, that's what the consultants say. (laughs) A solid rate comes from balls in play, just on the fringe of barreling, and they produce in the area of a 400 average. DeYoung's rate has cratered from a career average of 7% to 1.9% 
this season. This is all from Derek Gould's article this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He's facing a higher percentage of breaking balls and off-speed pitches than in previous years and thus a career-low percentage of fastballs. Correspondingly, the percentage of balls he's getting under and popping up or flying out has soared to what will be a career-high 45% of the times he's popping up or flying out. The Major League average for the record is 24%. So there you go. Um, that's the core issue. Now you might just go, well, he's hitting 130. I really don't need to hear much more. And right. I would understand that, but for the purpose of explaining exactly what's going on and also kind of unfortunately pointing out why unless something changes dramatically, it's not like he's on the verge. What did we hear about the last uh, well, last year? And I think we heard about it the last couple of years with regards to Matt Carpenter. Well, he's hitting the ball hard. Right. Well, he was. He was hitting the ball hard to a second baseman playing right field yeah. most of the time. But yes, he was hitting the ball hard. In this case, this is just pop-outs. And there are, like, I think I'm not mistaken, it's 25 strikeouts as well. Yeah. So, you know, Ali Marmol is, is quoted in this article because uh, they're talking about, well, what's next for him? And, you know, he's talking about, you know, the defense is what wins them games, and so the other guys are able to win them games. But what I'm saying is the Cardinals, in their losses, minus, if I'm not mistaken, two, have scored three runs or fewer in their 10 losses. And so it's not like the offense is carrying the team. So you don't necessarily have this luxury. And one of the things that can drive me up the wall in baseball is you can kind of start pissing away games in April and May and then go, well, you know, it's just April and May. And then August runs around and September runs around and you're down by two or three games in a race. And you go, oh, it would have been nice if we would have treated these games with the right. same kind of value that we would in the pennant race. So, with that said, I would imagine you will see a change unless something changes substantially on DeYoung, but here are the numbers explaining why he is basically hitting as bad as you will see in Major League Baseball in a year where, at this point, offense is down substantially. And yes, you can point out that take your pick of whatever free agent shortstop is off to a garbage start this year, but there is garbage and then there is hitting a buck thirty, and then also some of these numbers which help illustrate why he is performing at the rate that he is. With that all said, your thoughts are welcome on what you would like to see the Cardinals do. Most people at this point, I think, would like to see Gorman up. He's at 12 home runs. He hit one over the weekend in Memphis. And then Edmund at short and Derek Gould details how with a switch the Cardinals made in the ninth inning that had they tied the game against the Giants Sunday in the top of the ninth, Edmund would have been at shortstop on Sunday in the bottom of the ninth and Donovan would have been at second base. So the Cardinals are not averse to putting Edmund at shortstop. It's just not something they have committed to by pulling Gorman up, putting him on the 40-man and starting him at second base, and then moving Edmund to shortstop. Nonetheless, I think the expectation for the Cardinals was, well, the young will improve, and the outfield won't hit like the outfield has hit. But because the young has been as bad as he's been, the outfield has all underperformed offensively. It is now a glaring issue. And the thing that's flying under the radar that shouldn't be is how bad the DH has been. That's there solely for offense, yeah. and that's been bad. But maybe Apez is the solution. That would be a, a hell of a break. But so far, that's been a disaster. It's just DeYoung's been so bad that it's gotten most of the attention. All right, we'll take a break. We'll have the sports media big-time news coming up in our final segment. And then we have BK and Ferrario coming up at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock and the fast lane from 2 to 6 in Blues Hockey Game 5. Blues and Wild pregame here on 101 ESPN at 7.30 p.m. You are listening to Lil Piddles <laughs> and the Yuppie. On 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, sports media news, Jackson. Woo! And it's not your coronation as 
Mr. Hockey. And I've also been scolded. Say, Tim, please show respect. It's Dr. Piddles. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go to four years of undergrad to not be given my correct title. You get doctorates now at undergrad. Uh, well, when you know Puck like this guy, yeah. Now you're third-personing yourself. It's very NBA a of you. big head. Uh, so we'll have the sports media news here in a moment. Then BK and Ferrari at the top of the hour. Don't forget those limited edition Dunk CD16 t-shirts are available for a limited time now through next Friday. May 20th, you can order this year's CD16 t-shirt in honor of Dunk. Proceeds from all sales going to support the Chris Duncan Memorial Scholarship Fund. Check out that limited edition Dunk jersey and order yours now at 101 ESPN.com. I don't know what's going on out here, but the sales staff has gathered a bunch of blues attire, and I feel like there might be another sketch and bit planned. I, I feel like we're about to be ambushed. I kind of, I'm kind of sensing that. There's something doing here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but there's a whole thing going and, and on. And Ryder's out there, and he's always the ringleader yeah, of all of it. Yeah, he is. Boy, there's something going on. I think maybe they're just posing. All right, let me get to the sports media news. Uh, Tom Brady is going to be the lead analyst on Fox. Now, he's still playing right? and has not said, I'm only playing one more year. He is still playing, but he is going to be the lead analyst replacing Troy Aikman whenever he decides to stop playing. And like I said, that might be 2023. It might be 2024. It might be 2025. 2030, possibly. Who knows? I'm... First off, just a simple question. Do you think he will be good at it? Good being in the Romo Aikman category? Yes. Okay. Yes. I I disagree with you. Okay. Now, what I would say to counter myself is he's good at what he's one of those people who he makes sure he's good at it. Right. That's what that's my thought process behind it. But I just I feel like like if it were Aikman, excuse me, if it were Manning, be like, yeah, that guy, he is going to own it. And I and I don't know how to explain it. It's an it factor, so to speak. Uh-huh. And I just don't, I just, I don't know if he's going to be good at it. I really don't. I also think, by the way, since Fox has two of the next three Super Bowls, that this is a super weird spot for Greg Olson is expected to be Kevin Burkhart's broadcast partner. Lame duck analyst. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Except it's his first year as being the number one, except it's kind of understood if Brady's done after one year, then you go back to the B team. Yeah, it's like a kick in the pants. And then from a negotiating negotiation standpoint, I'm trying to figure out who Fox was up against for Brady's services. It's yeah, not CBS point. because they've got Romo. It's not ESPN uh-huh. because they got... Aikman and, and Buck, yeah. And the only one I could think of would be NBC and Collinsworth, but I thought he just signed. Right, and then Amazon didn't they just snag Herb Street? Herb Street, and then Peyton went to Peyton's being discussed somewhere. I don't know. No, he's doing Manning cast. No, Sean Peyton. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in the studio though. Okay, gotcha. yeah, and either way, I mean, that, that, I, I appreciate the expectations for Sean Payton, but I, you know, Tom Brady, you're going all in. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. going all in on somebody who hasn't done it, and you're also going all in on somebody who you don't know when he's going to do it. Sure, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a super weird spot, and so, and again, they have Super Bowls, uh, two of the next three years. It's a, it's, a, I don't know. I mean, there, it's, it's certainly making headlines, and Brady has tweeted out this morning. Uh, excited, but a lot of unfinished business on the field with the Buccaneers. Hashtag LFG. Yeah, let's so effing go. It's just like so. We're just gonna like I sit what on this. this? Is about I, I, and listen, when it comes to these kinds of moves, there's things that don't get public, and I understand that. I'm just trying to piece the hand together from the outside looking in. 
But just taking the negotiations and the weird spot that most likely it'll be Greg Olson sitting there on the sidelines, yeah. you know, in a couple of years whenever Brady's on, but he's going to be the number one guy calling a Super Bowl. I'm confused as to why this had to be done now. What are they getting there? I don't know. I, I feel like, and just, just an idea. Now with, I'm open to all ideas. With Buck and Aikman moving to ESPN. They needed to make a splash? They needed to make like, hey, we're not like, fumbling around looking for the next like week so it's to soften the lack of excitement over greg olson more so that like yes buck and aikman who are synonymous with fox have left but we're picking ourselves up by the bootstraps per se and grabbing one of the greatest players of all time aikman has done it for so long successfully for a couple of decades romo is new but still at this point he's got five six seasons under his belt Collinsworth speaks for himself. That's sure, been going on a sure. couple of decades. Tom Brady's the biggest and best name, I understand, but not everybody can do it. And now you could be in a weird spot. Yeah, they definitely could be had you like in a bad situation in a couple of years. And I'm sure, listen, now. I'm sure they had him audition. I mean, not audition like oh, you might get the role, but they had him do some work to see how it played, like a screen test kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but I'm just not sure. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong, Jackson. Predictionary though has been pretty impressive here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Jackson will be out tonight, and you can watch the Blues game with him. Jackson, tell the people where they can see you. See me at DraftKings Sportsbook at Casino Queen, 8 to 10. Just come hang out, have a couple beers, some food, wager on the game, and it'll be awesome. All right, there it is. Uh, Action Jackson out tonight. We will be back with you tomorrow, hopefully talking about the Blues going up 3-2 in this series. For Mr. Hockey, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.